All right. First ever podcast. Name not decided yet, but I'm Nick Argenziano. I'm Jackson Hacker. And this is going to be a strictly NBA podcast where we talk about hot topics, you know, games. And this week we're going to talk about uh, the Christmas Day slate. This is currently uh, Friday, December 23rd. Right before the slate of NBA games tonight, before Christmas. Um, Huge slate tonight, actually. A lot of teams in action. Uh, I am a Knicks fan. They take on the Bulls. Uh, Nick is a Nets fan taking on... Big time. Brooklyn. Bucks, Nets. Huge game tonight. Huge NBA slate right before Christmas. Uh, Nothing to really look at tonight, insanely. Um, more focused on the Christmas Day slate. Beautiful as always. Uh, we got Knicks Sixers at noon into Lakers Dallas at 2.30. Uh, Bucks cool. Celtics at 5, probably top two teams in the East. Grizzlies Warriors in prime time at 8. And then we have the Suns Nuggets at 10.30. I guess we'll start off. They should, have, they should flex out Grizzlies Warriors. Yeah, probably should. Well, start Warriors. off noon game. Sixers Knicks, what do you think? Um, it's a great game. Uh, I know both these teams. I know the Knicks lost on Wednesday to Toronto in a close game, but I think the Sixers are on a five or six game win streak as well. Uh, Embiid is, you know, back healthy. Harden is back. They're playing really well. Still missing Maxi, but, um, I think that Embiid's going to be tough to deal with for Mitch Robb in the paint. But, uh, I think it's a close one. It's in the garden. So, you know, I think the spread is two and a half. Somewhere around that? I think I think it's a one or one and a half. I know it's been moving recently. I know the Sixers have been banged up. Um, James Harden getting back into the swing of things and being always shaken up. I think I think the key of this is obviously the injuries, and I think it's going to be a battle in the low post. You know, if Mitchell Robinson is able to stop and be down low. I mean, he, the guy's averaging 33 and 10 this year. Can we talk? Um, I mean, it just the whole offense runs through him. I mean, if if him and Harden are working, I I don't see how that they uh, they stop him. Yeah, I just don't see how they stop him. Tobias Harris has been he's been okay. I mean, I don't love the numbers by him. I mean, he's been for shooting the contract it, at least. Yeah, been shooting it quite well this year. I mean, you got to see. I think it's a battle of the benches as well. I mean, the Knicks bench has been playing fantastically since Obi has been left. Deuce McBride. Quality minutes. Even I know Grimes is a starter, but likes to play in that unit. I mean, quickly as well, been playing well. I think it's a battle of the bench units. I see, unfortunately, I see the Sixers taking them down. I think so too. I think it's a close game though. I think it's close, and uh, I think Embiid ends up taking over in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, the Knicks can try to go at Embiid early, try to get him, you know, really foul trouble. But uh, you know, it's going to be a lot on the plate of Sims and uh, Robinson. Um, so four, I, I, four potential all stars in this game: and yeah. Randall, Brunson, Harden, and yeah. Embiid. So yeah. it's gonna be a fun game. Obviously, RJ's also back up on the upswing. I mean, I think these two teams are playing at their best basketball. It's a right fun now. game. Fun game. Both struggled at the beginning of the year. Now fifth and sixth seed in the East. I, I don't. I don't see how this one's a good, not a good one. Great game to start off the day. I think this has like the potential of being second. Best game of the day. I, I agree. I think that uh, it feeds nicely into the next game. Uh, Lakers at Mavs. No Anthony Davis. Uh, I think I mean, today they reported some you know stress injury in his foot. So he's going to be out at least another two weeks, even longer after that. I mean, taking away from Christmas, I, I feel like we have to stick on Anthony Davis for a second. Yeah, he's... 
how little basketball this guy plays is truly amazing in my eyes. I mean, I know he's trying to be out there. His numbers have been nothing less of terrific to start this year, but, I mean, stay on the court. There's got to be something going on with his off-season training. I'm not taking anything away from the guy. He's obviously super talented, MVP caliber player when he plays. But, uh, you know, I think the last three years he's been, you know, played less than – 40 games, even less than that in all, in all the three of those seasons. I mean, and LeBron's 38 and almost 38, and he's playing out of his mind. But um, in Dallas, without Anthony Davis, I, don't, I think Russell Westbrook is questionable too. I think that Doncic puts on a show. At a certain point, the Reigns have to be taken over from LeBron. I mean, he's carried this team through thick and thin for the past couple of years without KD, without AD and without several other guys. I think at some point AD has to step up, and I know injuries are not something you can control, but there has to be obviously something wrong with something in his body that I feel like always just a lower body injury. I feel like that they have to find another way to get wins going. I mean, they're now 13th in in the West and obviously the tougher conference with just so many good teams and so much talent. I think that to be able to even come close to that playing game, other guys are going to have to step up. I mean, they don't have the shooting against this Dallas team. I mean... They're going to have to make some moves. I mean, they were 2-10 to start their 2-11. LeBron comes back, 80's back. Um, They went, they they were like 10-12. They won like 8 in the last 10. I know they played the Spurs three times, but uh, it just goes to show you when you have, you know, LeBron, 80 on the court, they can do... They could be a pretty decent team, but uh, I think that this team is headed towards, you know, the 11, 12, 13, where they are now, unless they make a move. They, they always they keep talking about Buddy Heald and Turner, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they're willing to give the picks. So, uh, you know, LeBron will make it a fun game, I'm sure, but, you know, Dodgers, LeBron can be a fun one to watch, but I think this might be a 10-15 I mean, point win for the You Mavericks. have two of the most electrifying guys in the league that I would love to personally watch, two of my favorite players. I mean, going to the Mavericks now, I mean, it's basically been the Luka Doncic show. I mean, anything less of it has just been amazing. I mean, top three player in the league. Christian Wood off the bench, absolutely terrific. Dinwiddie, even as a side piece, as the number one scorer, as that number two scorer, replacing Jalen Brunson, has also been decent, shooting above 45% from the field, over 40% from three. Uh, I mean, has stepped in very nicely. The one problem I see, obviously, is the big man. Kleber has just got ruled out for a little while. Dwight Powell's there. I mean, I just feel like there's not enough guys to, for this team to be at the next level, at those top Western Conference teams. They're always going to hover around that play-in area, around the 6, 7, 8. I feel like, how far do you think Luka can take this team? Obviously, on Christmas Day, I think they're at a complete advantage without AD, but just in general as um, well. You know, is spectacular, and, you know, he's going to average 30, 30-point 30 triple-double probably for the next five years of his career, made the rest of his career. But uh, I don't think this team... I know they made a run last year, but I don't think this team makes it, you know, out of the second round with that, unless they trade for another score, like a score, the guy who can make his own, create his own shot because they have Dinwiddie who's a, a solid guard, solid scoring guard, but you know, at the end of the day, they're it's Luka Doncic surrounded with shooters and Bullock and Hardaway, even Christian Wood, 
uh, off the bench is a nice piece, but I know they just added Kemba Walker. Not really much of an add, in my opinion. I know he had a good debut, but I think they need to go, you know, consider going to get a guy like DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, go look at the Bulls, some teams that are, you know, potentially going to sell. Um, maybe Pascal Siakam, I don't know. I think there's some stuff going on in Toronto as well. So I think that without adding another, you know, guy who create his own shots, I think this team is eventually going to get Luka Doncic double teams in the playoffs, and it's going to be up to, you know, Christian Wood and Dimwitty to, to win a series, and I just don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, we didn't get to see it as much just because we're on the younger side, but, I mean, it seems very similar to early stages of LeBron as, as that we've yeah. gotten to look at, that yeah. you just have this generational talent that's not surrounded by enough guys to be able to fully... Reach their potential. Reach their potential yeah. and reach the finals. I mean, LeBron, obviously, in 2007, swept by the Spurs. But what, yeah. what, what are they going to do to help Luka I, excel in Dallas? I think, that, I think they have, uh, quickly, I think they have, you know, maybe a, a year, another year or two. I know you sign an extension, but, you know, if you don't, the front office doesn't show that they're going to put guys around him. Could very well ask out as we've seen in the past in this league. So, so I think Christmas Day, Lakers, Mavs. I know LeBron's going to show out. I think Dallas wins. I like the Lakers to keep it close. Just if, especially if Westbrook plays. If Westbrook doesn't play, I can see it getting out of hand with that second uh, unit being Christian Wood and without that leader in Westbrook. But I think Mavericks win. Lakers keep it close and do cover. What is this, Fred? Seven and a half. I think uh, Dallas wins by 10 plus. Yeah. So now, after that, you got game easily the game, game of the day. day. For sure. I rematch, think, Eastern Conference Finals rematch. I think possibly the two best teams in the league, at least playing like the two best teams in the league, Celtics at home against the Bucks. I know the Bucks have kind of struggled recently. Some games they look absolutely tremendous. And then you got games like Memphis. Recently, Same and, with the Celtics, though. And Cleveland, they go on out. And the Celtics as well. They, I mean, they look absolutely tremendous, can't lose. And all of a sudden, they drop two straight at home to Orlando and a third to Indiana. At home as well, yeah. All at home. Three straight home losses. So I guess we'll talk about the Bucs first. I mean, what, what else are you going to talk about besides Giannis? Middleton and Drew Holiday, it seems like they alternate every day who's not going to play. I think... I think Middleton is out tonight against Brooklyn, but I think he's planning on playing Sunday. So they should be fully healthy Sunday in terms of their three. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, there's not much to say about the Bucks right now. I mean, they're a stellar defensive team. They have, you know, probably the top two MVP candidate right now, Giannis. He's, you know, 32-10-6. Great splits. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's been some games where he's been a little less efficient, but, you know, he always, you know... Lays down the line on both sides of the ball. Uh, Chris Middleton, when he plays, we know that he can light it up uh, from three levels. And Drew Holiday is, you know, all-world defender and, you know, has an improved uh, shot shot creation, shot making. So this is going to be a great game. Jason Tatum, probably the leader, top three of once, once again, MVP voting. Jalen Brown, t- 27 a game this year on great splits. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a great game. It's, I think it's going to come down to the end. I don't, I don't I, what's the spread? I would... Boston's got to be fair by a point or two. I think Boston's now at four, wow. just with the Middleton injury. I think one thing to look at on the Bucks side as well is the emergence of the defense from Brooke Lopez, who's now Defense Player of the Year. Andrew Holiday, obviously, 
in that contention as well. I don't know if they're going to give it to another guard just because of the bias. But, I mean, that defense, when that defense is on and they're able to do those things, I think no one's going to stop them. And then you look to the Celtics side without Robert Williams to start the year. Then you have debatably the sixth man of the year favorite in Malcolm Brogdon. I think that defensive matchup between everyone was smart and those types of guys, <laughs> I think that defense is going to be a huge aspect in this game, being able to wall off Giannis and control Tatum and Brown in that duo. Um, so I think that is definitely a crucial part of this game. And the defense is something that is very important compared to the offense. I know these guys are putting up 30 constantly. I think that the defense is definitely something to look for in this game. Uh, I think the Bucks end up do, winning uh, Giannis on Christmas Day. I don't like the, how the Celtics have been playing recently. Four and six in their last ten, lost three straight. I think they need to find a new rhythm outside of finding Tatum yeah, going I think it's too off much, every day. Too much think, emphasis on Tatum. Yeah, it's too much reliance. I think need to find other ways to score the basketball with Horford and Derek White and Peyton Pritchard and getting those guys open threes rather than going to that isolation that they like to do with Jalen Brown and Tatum on the high wing. I think that... Yeah, I mean, I the thing I know that worked so well for the Celtics as a Nets fan watching that series last year was just Marcus Smart at point guard and him kind of facilitating that offense. Um, you know, getting you know open threes was Horford in the corner or whether it was Derek White and then the swarming defense they have with uh, Smart, even Tatum's a good two-way player, so is Jalen Brown. And now they have Robert Williams back. So honestly, I think, you know, these last three games of Celtics have been pretty rough, but I think... It's not much concern. I think it's early in the season. They were so dominant. They were they were kind of you know they had a long West Coast trip. Not unusual to have a little little skid, but you know I do think that this is a big game for them. You know this is probably who they're gonna have facing in the conference finals unless you know another team sneaks in there. So you know Eastern Conference Finals rematch. I said before you know five o'clock you know game on Christmas doesn't get much better than that. So you know expect Tatum Giannis to go off. I think it's gonna be a star show. So, but I, like I, the Bucks in this game. I think I'm gonna take the Bucks as well. I think Giannis takes this one. Big Best game. Best player on the floor. Yeah. Can always rely on the star on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I guess this takes it to the next game of the day. Had the potential of the rivalry as always between these two teams, as we saw in the playoffs. Different situation now. Warriors have been nothing less of struggling, especially on the road. Beginning to get going at home. Stephen Curry now out for a month. Yeah. There's just not a lot that excites you about this Warriors team outside of Steph Curry. I know they have Clay, who's been struggling, struggling, has been playing well recently. Hopefully, Andrew Wiggins is back for this game. Jordan Poole has been nothing less than amazing, but I think this is kind of just a total domination by the Grizzlies if everyone's healthy, able to get Desmond Bain. Back and rolling. Is he playing? Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing. I know. So questionable. His toe has been bothering him. And I think that just the ability of him playing, especially having so many options like him, Ja, Dylan Brooks, all these shooting and scoring possibilities against not a great defensive team in the Warriors. As we've seen the past couple games in New York, two 40-point blowouts. Yeah. So. I think that. Uh, the Grizzlies go in there, handle business, 
as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, one comment I guess we'll look at is John Moran's comment of being no one worried about in the West. I know he talked about that the Celtics are the only yeah. team in the East. Do you think that the Grizzlies are like that odds-on favorite no. in the West right now? Uh, no, they're definitely top three. I would say I'd probably take an experienced Clippers team over them, fully healthy. Kawhi, PG, um, they've been playing well with, with those two healthy. Obviously, it all depends on what you know Kawhi and PG's availability is. But I think Denver is probably pretty close to them as well. Back-to-back MVP on that team, Jamal Murray, you know, resurgence after his ACL. They added uh, Bruce Brown, um, they have Jeff Green, they have good pieces, and I know M- Porter Jr. is out right now, but if he returns, you know, that's another piece for them. But I think that the Grizzlies are, you know, a formidable force at this point. They've been, they were two seed last year. Were they two seed last year or they were one seed last year? Two seed. They were two seed last year. Um, you know, John Morant, MVP candidate, top five probably at this point. Desmond Baines, a budding star, all-star at least. Jaron Jackson Jr. is one of the best room defenders in the, in the league and can stretch the floor. So, you know, they're, re- they're a really good team. But uh, I do think it's a little forward of him to say that. I think it's obviously a little bit of a, I don't know, it's like a boost for his team. But, you know, John Morant's a flashy player, so he can say that kind of stuff. But I do, I do think that he has some – there's definitely some obstacles in the West. Really great, obviously, Memphis roster. I lo- Game prediction, like them big over the Warriors. Don't, yeah. don't see how the Warriors can keep up offensively or defensively against this team, especially with no Steph Curry, maybe even no Clay. Never know with Wiggins. I just don't see how they run the floor with them. I like Grizzlies big. Yeah. Double-digit lead. What's the spread? Five. I think it's low. I think it's low. I think it's probably holding off because they're in Golden State and they're also, they don't know about Wiggins yet. No Wiggins. Don't know about Wiggins, don't know about Clay. So I think this game is I think probably, win 10 plus. probably the most staggered game of the day just because of Steph, but who knows. Yeah. And I guess that will take us to the last game of the day. Suns in Denver, a little altitude game. Suns have been without Devin Booker. Obviously, Cam Johnson now hurt. Cameron Payne's hurt. What is uh, Booker's injury? Uh, groin injury. Is, it a, is he going to be out on Christmas Day? Uh, they're not sure yet. They're kind of testing it. He was out Tuesdays, out to, out tonight. Um, Should, shall we assume he's playing? If he is playing, I think this is a great matchup. If he's not, uh, I think we have yeah. to assume because if he's not, we kind of can figure what the, how this game's going to go. Yeah, I think the Suns have been confusing recently. Also, I mean, the the Aiton debacle. Now Chris Paul, Chris Paul missed a bunch of games. Evan Booker missed a bunch of games. I just feel like we haven't seen them all together and at their peak recently. Well, on the other side, we have a team like Denver who have all been playing. They've shot up to one. They shot up to the one seed now. Have Jokic is debatably having his best season of his it's career after crazy. winning back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Uh, I think they just look really good right now. They've been moving it so well. I mean, Jokic is putting up career numbers that – we haven't seen, I guess, since Wilt and his true shooting percentage has been career high. I think there's really nothing stopping this team. I, I think the supporting cast has been helping it as well, like Bones Highland. KCP. Caldwell yeah. Pope has been a great signing. Aaron Gordon's finally coming into something. Uh, same with Jeff Green, who's now hurt. But he's also been playing fantastic. I think 
this team is kind of perfectly built around Jokic to be able to have him control it, uh, have Jamal Murray run that pick-and-roll game, and then I think I think there's really no one in the league that can stop Jokic, it seems like. I think they have enough shooting and enough, like, slashing defenders around Jokic that, you know, he can just pick and choose where he wants to pass the ball, and there's going to be a lot of emphasis on him offensively because he obviously scores. Terrifically. So, uh, yeah, adding Bruce Brown, huge, huge addition on the defensive end. Also, a super athletic player who slashes the rim, improved three-point game from the corners especially. Um, yeah, I mean, Denver is definitely a, a team that you don't want to face come playoff time if they're all healthy, especially adding Michael Porter Jr. to that. Uh, they could be – they can go on a run. So I think if, even if Devin Booker plays this game, I think that it's a – I think it's a closer game with Booker. I think the Suns have a chance to win, but I'm still taking Denver. Because it's in Denver, um, and I like Denver as well. Booker's groin's clearly questionable, so even uh, if he does play, who knows? I think they win. Uh, Jokic puts up big numbers as always. Christmas Day, late game, I think shines through. Never know with this Suns team. Obviously, who's hurt, who's going to play, who's not. But I think they do a job and get it done, and just continue rolling in that Western Conference and like stay up on top. No doubt. I, one thing I'll say about the, to wrap up the Christmas slate, I wish that in the future the NBA kind of takes a book out of the NFL's, uh, the way they do the, the national television. I wish that they, uh, you know, looked around the league. There's some teams that are hot right now that, uh, you know, they could have flexed into the Christmas Day slate. I know it's tough last minute, but, you know, it's, it's been like this for – I'm talking strictly about the Warriors here. Uh, they could have maybe thrown in – maybe a little biased, but they could have thrown in Brooklyn there. I think – Cleveland. I think Brooklyn's a team that we can talk about, I guess, as trending upwards as other teams that are not playing on Christmas Day that are trending up, trending down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, Brooklyn looks like they can take over the one seed. I mean, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, perfect duo. I know a lot of baggage comes with them. Obviously, you see as a net fan. Mm-hmm. But when everyone's on the court healthy, especially with Ben Simmons – and the shooting that they have around these guys with now an emerging Yuta Watanabe, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal. I think... TJ Warren off the bench, too. I think this team is debatably the best team in the East, has the ability to be that, especially with the star... Stardom that they have. What do you think as a uh, fan? Yeah, as a fan, it's, you know, it's, it's enjoyable right now because there's just no drama around the team. You know, everyone's fairly healthy. I know... Uh, Joe Harris is out tonight, but the team is healthy. Uh, Irving and Durant are getting that chemistry back. Durant's obviously having a terrific season, probably his best statistical season of his career at 34, shooting 56% from the field. That's unbelievable, you know. So, uh, you know, this, the team's playing well. Defense is under Jock Vaughn, you know, is, is I think, eight, seventh in the league. So uh, they're, they've improved effort on defense, and their offensive abilities are obviously with Kyrie and Katie limitless. So I think the one thing that's going to hold this team back from being a legit contender is just having a, a, a force at the center position. Nicholas Claxton's a great rim running, uh, defensive rim protecting center, but in terms of defensive rebounding, that's the one weakness this team has. So it, we'll see what Sean Marks in the front office does, but I personally believe that this team is a big man away from being a true contender, yeah. especially with Embiid and Giannis in the East. You have to be able to defend those guys. I think another team that can talk about in the East, I think there's two other teams that are kind of kind of sticking out as trending in the opposite direction as the Brooklyn Nets. One's the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think they have 
roster talent and youth to be able to be in that top six seeds. They haven't performed like that. They were losing, I think, six or seven straight before they ended up taking down uh, the Knicks the other night. I think that their roster with Siakam, with Ananobi, with Van Fleet, I think they don't have that star talent. I know Siakam has been playing unbelievable, but they don't have that top five player, top ten player to propel them to that spot. But I think roster-wise, I don't see how this team isn't succeeding. I guess, do you think that they can blow it? Not blow it up, but what changes do you think they need to make to... Uh, it's tough because to win games. I think last year what made him so successful was that, uh, you know, the emergence of their rookie Scotty Barnes. He obviously rookie of the year, but uh, you know he hasn't really they haven't really seen that leap from Scotty Barnes this year. Uh, they were they had, they've been doing a lot of injuries up like now they're healthy, but they were missing OG Ananobi for a while. Van Fleet was in and out. Siakam missed like three weeks with an injury. So I think you just got to give this team some time. They had a gutsy win against the Knicks in the Garden. Um, Debatably, a phantom call on Siakam, but, you know, Siakam put up 51, 50, 51 points, I think nine rebounds, seven assists, something like that. So a terrific performance. I think this team has to stick it out. I don't think there's really a reason for them to blow it up. They have, you know, guys under contract for multiple years. Scotty Barnes is on his rookie deal. Hopefully he, you know, gets out of the sophomore slump. I mean, they just have the ability to be a terrific team the next four or five years. I think the only real, you know, expendable player they have right now is probably OG Ananobi because there's a lot of interest around him. But, you know, great 3 and D player, I don't think you really should trade him. I think they just have to stick with it. I think, is there another team in the East that you think that is trending in that downward? Oh, way? yeah. Yeah. I think there's I think there's two teams. I think I think the, the other team that's obvious to me is the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, the combination of Zach Levine and DeRozan, we've seen it work, obviously not working this year. Uh, I think the supporting cast has also been letting them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know they've had IO, but I feel like Patrick Williams has to make that next big leap. Kobe White has to make that leap. IO has to play a little bit better. I just feel like that, that supporting Vucevic. cast around DeRozan, Levine, I think Vucevic, obviously, he has 17 and 10 this year. I think he could be a little bit more. The supporting cast is really letting this team down. They got swept by the Knicks uh, before. They play them again tonight. I don't see them winning that game. Uh, I think that there just needs to be a drastic change, I think, in my opinion, compared to these, compared to the Raptors. I I don't think the DeRozan-Levine is working. They don't really have enough shooting around them, especially with DeRozan's game and Zach Levine's knee. And Um, Lonzo. And Lonzo's knees have massive issues, so that's kind of not – they can't really rely that on that as a fallback option. You think they can make a couple of trades and work into that playoff game and possibly playoffs, or you think they mm. should go the opposite direction? I don't see – I think that they should do their best to get assets for Vucevic. He's, he's on his last year's deal. Don't really see him signing back there. Wouldn't really make sense for the Bulls' potential rebuilding uh, timeline if they were to go that direction. DeRozan's aging. He's still terrific. Still – Master of the mid-range, but uh, you know the Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Vucevic uh, experiment is over. It worked well the first half of the year last year, but then, you know, it kind of they kind of fell off. They were beating a lot of bad teams being last year, and I think that you know they kind of reached their peak. And I think it's a good time for them to blow it up. I would consider trading Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic, and try to you know get draft assets and uh, you know. I don't Go think they're there. part of the Wembayana sweepstakes, but I think they have the ability to move up and get 
definitely some draft capital and rot and Young cap players. space to be able to yeah. go about and make new moves and get get a different roster and to be able to sneak into that play in and possibly the playoffs in years to come. I just don't think that they have the talent roster wise. You don't want to be stuck in the middle yeah. in limbo. So I think that's kind of where they are at recently at right now, similar to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to agree to blow it up. I think moving out west, we talked about two bad teams mm-hmm. in not bad, <laughs> but struggling teams, not as high potential as we thought in the Mavericks and the Lakers. I think there's two teams that you have to talk about in the Western Conference that have been playing extremely above their potential. One that I saw from the beginning of the year, my other favorite team besides the Knicks this year, Sacramento Kings. Beam team. I think they have been playing tremendous basketball with De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, debatably the signing of the offseason, Kevin Herter. Mm Mm-hmm. Malik Monk as well. Harrison Barnes. Keegan Murray's even been playing well. I think he'd be playing a little bit better with his age. Obviously, he's a rookie and brand new. But, I mean, these top guys have fun been team. showing nothing but heart. I mean, they're sitting in the sixth spot, would be in the playoffs, not even the play-in game. The two games out of first place. Yeah, I, I think that the heart that they're playing with I think we've seen it with other teams that like you don't really see expectation and then you just want to go and out and play every day and like play with everything you have that they're making them win games against teams that have probably better rosters but mm-hmm. not as better as them. Yeah, uh, it's a fun team. Uh, Mike Brown, first year head coach, obviously experienced in the league, doing a good job. I think that it's a. I think LeBron said this the other day. I think he said that. It's like the first time, a rare time, you see a trade where both teams, you know, benefit from the Halliburton Sabonis trade. Oh, yeah. um, I th- when I the first that trade first went down, I thought the Kings made an awful trade. I thought Halliburton was like a potentially generational player. We do he, see that with and he is I mean, proving twenty and ten basically. He has proven to be that, but Sabonis is an absolute board machine. He's able, he passed the ball like close to the way Jokic does, and he's just a. A great uh, post score, and it it really has worked out. The the Sabonis and Fox combo. They have a lot of young talent. They have shooting. They have Malik Monk on a good deal off the bench. Um, they just have a solid roster that you know. Finally, hopefully, the Kings will break that that curse. What I don't know was nineteen years or something like that. Yeah, that longest, longest curse in sports right now. I think they do have the ability to do that. I think. They may cool off eventually. There are teams below, like the Mavericks, like the Warriors, that probably will jump into that six spot. But I don't see anything less than the ten seed for them. I think they do think they make it, hang yeah. into that playing game at playing tournament at least. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think this is a fun squad to look at, to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Injuries to their top players would probably uh, drastically change this team, just because not huge amount of depth and a little bit top heavy, but. I think the roster as a whole has been absolutely amazing. And okay. one other team, I guess, that we'll talk about as this. I think it has to be the Portland Trailblazers. Going into this year, I did not have high expectations from them. They're two games above 500, eighth in the West. Damian Lillard has been playing out of his mind. And I think one place that you have to look at that you didn't really know how it was going to be just because of his usage rate last year in Detroit is Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing himself into the All-Star game right now in a tough Western Conference. Yeah. Um, 
I think around those top four guys and Nurkic and Simons and Grant and obviously James, I think Jeremy Grant has been absolutely the X factor of this team. He's averaging, I think, 22 this year, shooting about 50% from the field, over 44% from three. I think nobody could have really expected this from them. I think I had them as a below 500 team fighting in that play, and obviously they still are just because how good the West is. But I think Jeremy Grant has really made this team into like a competing for that playoff six seed while without him playing in that all-star caliber, they could be playing for that 9-10 seed and f- seeing themselves on the outside end. Yeah, I think uh, Jeremy Grant being that stretch forward who plays great defense is just shooting out of his mind from the three this year which is, I don't think anyone saw coming. But I think the other thing we've talked about besides Dame's excellence is the budding career of Anthony Simons. I mean, he's turning into, you know, baby Damian Lillard, you could say. He shoots the lights out from three. I mean, he's got to be averaging close to 20, if not 20 a game. Yeah, Um, I mean, he's only 23. Yeah. He's 45 from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the free throw line. I think, yeah, I mean, I think he's a great counterpart after the McCollum trade with Dame. I think they have the bigs. They have maybe the one thing they have to work on is a backup wing to Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Uh, I know Justice Winslow is there, and then you have the bigs in Nurkic and Eubanks. But I, I, I think no one really expected this team to be like a couple games over five hundred. I saw them on the lower end, uh, but some people saw them Jeremy, as a lottery team. Jeremy Grant has been playing this team, I think, into possible playoff territory while. Obviously, I know Dane can sh- drag them all the way, but I think that the Jeremy Grant X Factor has been pushing this team into playoff territory. What up? Speaking of the All-Star game with Jeremy Grant, NBA just released their fan voting for Start starting with. fives from each conference. So, I guess... Do you want to read those? I guess we'll go through hours And then look at those? Yeah. Uh, to look at what our starting fives are going to be looking at. So we'll start in the East. Um, my backcourt is Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. What is your, what is your As an Nets fan, I, didn't, I had Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell. I think, I think my... I, the Kyrie thing was just games played for me. I think my all-star... Starting five for the East is going to be a little bit questionable when you look at the forwards as well. Uh, but I think Kyrie Irving has been nothing less of fantastic. I know the off-the-court issues, but... It's been terrific I mean, when he he's plays. He's been a very important reason of why they are winning basketball games. I know Kevin Durant, but he's really carried this team and put certain games on his back that I think he deserves to be in that all-star starting five. I know Jalen Brown, obviously you have him. Uh, but I think yeah. he's played his way into that starting five. Yeah, no. Uh, Kyrie has been terrific when he's played. He's played 22 games this year. So it's not like he's missed, you know, he's only played eight. But um, I think Jalen Brown averaging 27 a game on the the two seed in the East. I think with Kyrie's uh, off the court antics early in the season, although that's behind him, I think that there's going to be potentially a little bit of a stigma towards that. There is still, you know, a little ways to go for the all-star game. So I could see, you know, Irving keeping this, this play up and he's easily an all-star starter, but if Kyrie's not a starter, he's the first guy off the bench. So, I mean, 
Yeah. Um, but I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I'll, I'll go to my forwards in the East. Here, this is so where the it forwards gets. forwards is one place that's going to be interesting. There's four guys that are more than deserving yeah. to be put in, and only three of them can make it. So who's your three? I have uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Jason Tatum. I have Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Yeah. That, that's, I, mean, I know it sounds crazy. I have neither of the Boston duo in my starting yeah. five. They've fallen off recently. I know they're still the two seed. But I think these guys have been literally carrying their teams to be able to put them where they are. Embiid is averaging 33 and 10. He's been doing stuff that hasn't been done since Wilt Chamberlain. Seven blocks. I think Giannis is – I think Giannis right now is my NBA MVP. So I think he has to be put there. And then, then I think it's a debate between KD and Jason Tatum. Uh, I think that's where – you can debate who's on it, but I think KD has rightfully put himself into that situation with his NBA MVP stock ever growing. So I think I had KD just slightly above Jason Tatum. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with uh, – I actually – I have Tatum, Durant, and Giannis. I excluded MB, and the reason I did that is just because MB was a little banged up. He's obviously he's averaging 32 and a half, you know, he's having a terrific season. He's played 22 games just like Kyrie has, so that's kind of the same idea. Wouldn't be shocked if he if he ends up being an all star starter. I mean, he clearly deserves it statistically speaking. But uh, once again, this is probably the toughest. I think guy. it has to be one of the toughest ever. I think Tatum will end up making it just because they want to give him the MVP. There is a narrative to it. Yep. But I think he ends up getting in over one of those guys. But I know it's a little crazy to have none of the Celtics players starting. But these but it are is the guys it, it's a I, fan vote. That, these are the guys that I think are rightfully deserving of the final. It's a fan vote, right? So I guess moving on to the West, I think the front court is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. There is a debate between two guys of who you want to include. I got mine. Uh, we want to go first? Yeah. Nicole Jokic. Yeah. Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. I want LeBron. So I was going to go LeBron. I know AD's injury, but... You don't think LeBron James is starting an all-star game? I think he will end up starting an all-star game. Captain. I think... He's going to be the captain, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, he will probably be there. I think Anthony Davis had been out... Not necessarily outplaying him, but... Stats-wise, for sure. Carrying that team and putting up 50-point games when they needed to compared to LeBron... Obviously contributing his own end, but he was a little, a little banged up at one point. I think that AD uh, was really bringing them to that spot to be able to compete for that play-in. I know since the injury, I would obviously go right to LeBron. Um, and I think it will be LeBron just because now AD is probably out indefinitely. And I'll, I'll probably switch it to LeBron just because... AD is not yeah. going to be playing games. I think those three are going to be easily in that front court. And We're, I think the backcourt is very easy as well. Yeah, I have Doncic and John, John Moran. No. Who do you know? Luka Doncic and Shea Gillis-Alexander. Okay. I think that disrespect to Shea Gillis-Alexander is, no is insane, actually. No disrespect. He's, having, he's averaging 31. I think he shooting. should be in... Debatably, yeah. I know the team isn't good, that, but he is automatically in this team. I think the starting five for the West is no doubt. I don't. How do you put John Morant in over Shea Gillis? I, I just think he's a you know, John Morant's on a better team. 
I for I me, know a better team for, for me MVP, for me but... I'm I'm making I'm making this list based off what I think they're gonna do, right? What do you mean what they're gonna do? Like what how the vote how the voting's gonna happen? And personally, I believe that John Moran is is a, is a more dynamic player than Shea Gillis. Not the. So you think personally, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not, maybe not statistically speaking this year because Shea's shooting fifty percent from the field, thirty-one points per game. Obviously, most improved player. So personally, so personally speaking, right now, mm-hmm. putting in the All Star game yourself, you're putting in John Morant before Shea Gillis's Alexander. The way he's been uh, playing, I don't know. That's a tough question. I think it's close. I think that's crazy. I think that's pure disrespect to Shea. Nothing against John Morant. But I know the team isn't as good, but I think this Thunder team can be – they're 14 and 18 right now. I think they could have under seven wins without Shea on the floor. Seven. I think he's carried them to a spot to maybe fight for that playing game if they get another piece. They don't have another piece besides Shea. They have Giddy, they have Dorp, but nothing besides that. I think That's a conversation. That, I think it's blatant disrespect to no Shea. Disrespect. No, you're right. I, I mean, think he should be locked I, in. I think that starting five will end up being locked in with LeBron, Jokic, Zion, Shea, and Donkic. I think those are the five most deserving. East is going to be a little bit harder because I think the backcourt's three guys for two spots and the frontcourt is four You guys think for that three Shea, spots. Shea's locked? I think Shea should no doubt be in this team. I don't know fan-wise, just because John Moran probably has a bigger following, if he will get that nod. But he is True. 100% my guy. That's I fair. don't see how That's anyone fair. doesn't see a, to- a conversation for a different time is what you were just talking about, the Thunder's kind of timeline and sh- and Shai's, how he fits in that. We'll talk about that another time, I'm sure. But that's going to be interesting to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, I think that obviously there's going to be more games to be played until the starting fives is uh, Sided, yeah. set. I think that you can look at other guys, obviously, for the reserve spots. Not really out yet. I know that's up to the media and coaches. But, yeah. So, have a big weekend slate ahead of us. Uh, I think we're going to go on to our player to watch for the weekend. Yeah. We're going to do that. I um, got mine. Who's your number one player? To, who's uh, your player to watch this weekend? So, my player to watch is Robert Williams. Uh, Celtics are struggling. Uh, he's coming back. It's probably his second or third game back. Um, Celtics are going to look to try to you know, get back into rhythm. They have, they have the Timberwolves tonight, so he'll see uh, Rudy Gobert tonight, and then he'll see you know Giannis on Sunday, and then I'm not sure they play. Uh, I don't think they play Monday. So, but two big games there, and it's just it's going to be huge to see how he fits into this team and how this defense is 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 uh, updated and upgraded with Rob Williams. I think he's a a big guy to watch this weekend and just see how he mans the paint for the Celtics. So yeah, my player to watch this weekend is going to be Mikal Bridges. He's been struggling recently in his past couple games. Um, he shot four for 11. He was seven for 16, five for 13. Four. I think. He had that four for 24 game too. Yeah, he had, that, he had a game in between there where that he shot no well. I think, I think he's a huge X factor in these next couple games for the Suns. Uh, they play the Grizzlies tonight. Then they have the Nuggets on uh, Christmas Day. Probably the two top teams in the West. I think he needs to make that jump in those two games to be able to play tremendously offensively. You never know what's going to happen with Booker Mm -hmm. uh, with that injury. Uh, Chris Paul is not the biggest offensive contributor. Also, he's been hurt recently. You don't know how shaky he is. I think Bridges has to have one of these games that have to be a uh, takeover game to be able to secure a win for the Suns in either of those games. 
I don't see them winning either of those games if he doesn't have one of those takeovers either tonight or on Christmas Day. So I think he's a big guy to watch in either of those games to be able to have them win one of the two, which would be big for their record and their spot in the West. No doubt. Um, both these guys, you know, they're not the number ones on the team. Obviously, they have, they have their own. They're both known for their defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys, you know, perform for Bridges' sake. It's going to take a probably a big performance out Booker for them to take down the Nuggets. I know it's on Sunday, yeah. on Christmas. So but, yeah, uh, excited for the Christmas slate All Star game just out. So it's a good time. Uh, it's a, this is a juicy part of the NBA uh, season. Uh, this is where teams you really start to see the teams in their their true form. Uh, Christmas Day is going to be great. Uh, Nothing better than NBA on Christmas. So. True. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And uh, stay tuned for the post-Christmas show yep. sometime next week. Sometime next week. We'll review Christmas Day games and anything else going to the new year. Um, no, we don't have an aim yet, but leaning. Towards the Puts It In podcast. Shout Mike out Green's, Mike Breen. Mike Breen stands and out there. We'll see you guys next week.